Welcome back to the Three Technique College Football Podcast at the intersection of the Jimmys and the Joes and the X's and the O's. I'm Trey Reeves. I'm joined tonight by Mr. Garrett Turney on the other side of the Metroplex. Garrett, starting to get a little colder. We're starting to count down the days to the big day, Christmas Day. And I don't know, we were talking before we hit record about just how ready we are for this holiday break. It's been hitting a little bit harder this year. Oh, absolutely. No. And you said the big day and I thought we were talking about bowl season getting kicked off with the oh, that's too, bowl. Yeah. But I mean, there's that too. No, yeah, we're we're all really excited. I think it's you know, it's the most wonderful time of the year. I'm excited to get back and, you know, kinda get a little bit of time off. You know, we both teach in our in our day jobs, so we get a little bit of a break coming up here. So, you know, it'll be a great time to sit back, watch a little college football, enjoy some time with our family. Uh, and yeah, just just have a good time. It's it's always good. And this year, I think it's going to taste just a little bit sweeter. Yeah, I don't know what it is, man. But yeah, we are counting down the days until we can shuffle those kids out the door and they can be mama's <laughs> and the daddy's problem for oh, yeah. about 14 days. But yeah, we bowl season on its way as well. We got a lot to talk about. Um, I'll go ahead and do the housekeeping real quick. If you're not already following us on social media, following us on YouTube, um, make sure you're doing that. Follow, uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at 3TechPod, youtube.com slash the3technique. Yeah, Garrett's not in his head. Yeah. I'd never done the uh, housekeeping with YouTube before. so um, well, It might be wrong, too. I don't know. <laughs> so just type in the 3Technique on yeah, YouTube. Go find it on YouTube. You're Our good. smiling faces will pop up, and we're happy to greet you. So um, join us for the fun over there. You can watch us. You can comment. You can... Um, interact with us a little bit more clearly over there and um, join in on the conversation on email as well. Send us an email, 3techpod at gmail.com if you have any thoughts, if you have any questions. As we get into the offseason, we're going to have a lot more time to answer subscriber, listener questions and just kind of dive deep into whatever you guys want to talk about. So make sure you're giving us that content. Make sure that you are giving us those follows. And um, as we move into bowl season, um, you definitely want to s- slide over to the YouTube because that's where we're not neglecting bowl season. We're not taking the two weeks fully off. We're not just sleeping on these exciting games. We're posting all those recaps over there. And we decided to do that for a couple reasons. Um, well, one, there's just 40 games, right? Yeah. And they're kind of sporadically out. It's easy during the season to say, okay, we're previewing a Saturday. Even if there's more than 40 games on a Saturday, it's all on one day for the most part. And we can kind of plan around that. When we've got games on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday, mm-hmm. and it starts all over again the next week. It's a little bit harder to plan around that. So a little bit. All of our bowl game segments are going to be edited into bite-sized forms. It's just going to be one game. You can consume as many or as few of those as you like. So if you're really interested in the playoff previews, but for whatever reason you don't care about the Bahamas Bowl, I don't know why you wouldn't. Why would you it. not? Um, if you don't care about the Bahamas Bowl, it's not going to be packaged in with the college football playoff preview. So 
All of that can be found over on our YouTube page. Garrett has done a fantastic job setting that up. He's editing all those and no rest for the weary. He's going to uh, go ahead and clip all those up and get us ready to go. So, Garrett, as we move into bowl season, are you um, excited? Are you dreading the number of bowl games that you're going to edit? How are you feeling? See, everyone likes to complain about the fact that there's way too many bowls. But I think what we forget is this is the last chance we get to watch college football for eight or nine months, right? We we lose this opportunity to to enjoy this game that we love. You know, you get a little bit of the NFL with, you know, playoffs and whatnot. But if you're not into the NFL, this is it for the next eight or nine months. You get some recruiting, maybe, maybe some spring games if you're really into it. But this is it. And so, yeah, overload me with the bowl games. And if I want to watch a game, you know, Friday morning, the Bahamas Bowl, right? It's Friday at 1130. I mean come on, give me a chance. I want to watch this game, you know? And, and so I think it's just, it's really cool. Yes. There's going to be a lot of editing to do on our side with that to get the content out. But, you know, we hope that you guys would join us and enjoy the project that we're doing and, you know, watch the games with us, you know, hang out with us and talk to us on Twitter and on Instagram and everything else while we're doing that. We'll be on there watching the games. We'd love to chat with you guys while you guys are watching them too. Couldn't agree more. It's, it's like you said, the most wonderful time of the year for more reasons than one. So absolutely. (laughs) As we move into today's show, uh, you know, we were kind of going back and forth as we were preparing for this one. What do we want to include? What we not want to include? We really just settled on that. We needed to really focus on the big topic of this week and kind of dedicate a whole show to a legend that we lost this week in Mike Leach. And if you haven't heard for some reason, and you've just been living under a college football rock, Mike Leach, the, Head coach at Mississippi State, longtime coach, longtime legend, innovator. Can't say enough things about him. Just quirky. What makes college football great? He unfortunately, tragically passed away earlier this week. Um, and Garrett, we just wanted to take some time to dedicate an episode to him. We wanted to reminisce about his career. We wanted to talk about what we loved about the Pirate. What we, you know, I, I, I'm going to talk about my earliest memories of the pirate because it took me a while (laughs) personally to come around to liking him mostly because he beat my team so bad oh yeah but um yeah we just wanted to take some time to really dive into what made the pirate what made my leech so dang likable because i think maybe in any other sphere if he was a businessman or if he was a realtor if he was a car salesman if he was you know any other of just wild avenues that his life could have taken right i don't know that he would have been as likable as he was but as a college football coach man like i i can't think of someone that i i i personally hate media days but he was must must see tv at media days every single year right Uh, like i wanted to hear what he was going to say i wanted to hear what how off topic he was getting i wanted to hear you know what's mike leach going to do this time and Man, the college football world is just a sadder place without him in it. Yeah, no, it's 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 just a sad situation. And, you know, for me personally, I, you know, when I, I heard that all this was going down, I'm sure I had an experience similar to many of the people listening and watching this. You know, I just I was crushed, you know, just devastated. I mean, this is this is a guy that you you take people for granted. You know, you take it for granted that Mike Leach is. He's just a guy. He's pretty young. He was 61. Um, yeah. And, you know, just freak incident from what we were able to tell. We're not going to go into too many of the details. We don't want to be the, the, the you know, 
rumor pushers or anyone like that. There's enough of those on Twitter. And as an aside, if you're one of those people, just stop. It's, it's, it's not worth it. Don't, don't be that thirsty for clicks that you need to go off and start rumors about someone's death. Right. That's a whole separate thing I'm not going to get into, but man, for, for me, you know, I, I, I think back to, you know, my earliest days watching college football and, you know, when I was real, real, real young and I started watching my team, um, you know, it, it, man, they beat us all the time. We played tech on a yearly basis. It was just, and and, man, they just beat us all the time. And it was so frustrating to just watch them come in and and be good at football. And (laughs) your team was just so not good at football. And, you know, it it was a frustrating thing. And so, you know, for the earliest parts of my years, I was like, Mike Leach, man, I hate that guy, man. He, he's kicking our tail every, and to be clear, it's not been that different in recent years. He's still kicking my team's ass. Yeah, no, when he when he got announced at Mississippi State, I just hung my head because I was yeah, like, I was like, finally, we finally got away from kinda, this guy. Finally, I thought we kind of passed Mississippi State, but nope, they got the Aggie kill. Well, they got yeah, they got the pirate, and so no, and it's it just became a thing where you know over time you can't help but like the guy. You know, I, I just think he's impossible to hate. Um, you know, he, all the stories and the weird stuff, one of my earliest memories of him, and we'll talk about this later is the fat little girlfriend speech, you know, and him going off on people. The original, for, if you, if the you original knew that yeah. party with his, you know, bringing it back recently, he, he pulled out the classics. Recently. Oh yeah. No, he's playing the hits. The original the... circa 2009, <laughs> I believe. Go ahead. A 15 year remastered edition or something, but no, nah, man, it was, and I just remember laughing my tail off at that post-game speech and just, you know, just thinking, wow, this is one of the funniest guys. I can't believe he actually said that. And he had lots of those moments where he just couldn't believe he said the thing he said, but it was funny. And you, you kind of had to just shake your head and go, well, yeah, you got a point. I guess I kind of see what he's saying. Yeah. Well, I maybe wouldn't have phrased it that way, but yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it just, it's, it's really sad to, to see him go, obviously, you know, prayers with his family, prayers with the the people at all the schools he touched at Texas Tech, Washington State, Mississippi State, you know, obviously he wasn't our coach. So, you know, he wasn't the kind of guy that, you know, we can say, oh, we rooted for him on a week in, week out basis. But man, what a legacy. I mean, he changed the game. He, he yeah. basically invented the air raid offense. He, he if he didn't invent it, he brought it to the mainstream and made it something that everyone else did. Um, and, and man, it's just really cool to see how the game has changed because of him, how football has gotten better and more entertaining because of him, not just for his antics, but the way he was on, on the field, right? The way he was coaching players on the field. We don't talk about how good of a coach he really was. Texas Tech wasn't that relevant for a long time. They were, they were a decent program, kind of middle of the road. And for a good bit there, I mean, they were, I mean, tops of the Big 12 and and a really you know strong contender for several years. And so, you know, man, I just... Uh, it's one of those weird things where, you know, you just take people for granted and you hope that they're going to stick around for a while and you assume they got another 15, 20 years and, and it's just not to be. So, you know, it's, it's another one of those weird, you know, hug your family, hug your friends, let them know that you care about them. And you know, cause, cause you're not guaranteed anything, right. Don't want to leave it on too much of a downer, but he was a really good guy. Um, really, really great coach. Um, and man, I, I wish that we could get, you know, I would be happy to see him kick our tail next year if it meant we got more of the Pirates. So, yeah, just a real shame. Um, yeah, there's a, a weird situation. Yeah, our, th- our thoughts and prayers 
from the three tech family are certainly with Mike Leach's loved ones, certainly with the Mississippi State community. Those that are close friends of Mike Leach, just any everybody that's hurting from this. The college football world is definitely hurting right now because they lost not just a coach, but an icon, an innovator. There's so many words that you could use to describe Mike Leach. Like you said, he was just a completely different person on and off the field. On the field, he's this intense competitor. He's got his guys. He's no nonsense, you know, like probably reminds people of what most people think Nick Saban is like um, in a coaching environment where he's coaching his uh, kids and especially in a game environment. We've seen him do a lot of fiery things in a game environment. Then off the field, he's just this like guy that'll talk about whatever you want. Like you ask him a question, he's going to answer it. He's going to give a really thoughtful answer, whether that's about um, which mascot would win in a battle royale, which Halloween <laughs> candy is his favorite, which, you know, marriage advice, you know, any, yeah. you name it. He's gonna give you, <laughs> yeah, he's going to give you a really thoughtful. He was going to give you a really thoughtful answer and just became an absolute icon from some of these rants. But Gary, if you could put it in just, you know, I don't know how you can put this into a few words, but what did what did Mike Leach mean to you as a fan of college football, just as a neutral observer fan of college football? Man, um, in in a shorter form, he's just what college football is about, right? Yeah. It, it's intense love for your school. It's competition. But at the end of the day, it, it's not necessarily hatred of the other team and, you know, really just hating everybody else around you. It's being able to kind of come together and, and do its best. You know, a, a little example of that is apparently the night before he passed, he was at a Christmas party with, you know, Mississippi media and stuff like that. And was just, you know, nice and around and, and everything was fine. Um, and I just think that's kind of what it's all about is being able to be around people who, you know, Hey, maybe you didn't always get along with the media. Maybe the media didn't cover you the best. Maybe those media guys are fans of other teams. Right. But at the end of the day, it's being able to all get along and get around the game that we love and say, yeah, even even if my team won or your team won or, you know, whatever happened, it's 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 about the competition. But at the end of the day, it's something that we can all kind of share together. Yeah, I think for me, he just kind of really embodied that quirkiness of yeah. the sport that we all love. Right. Like the reason that we dive so deeply into college football, the reason we don't have an NFL podcast like we, we don't mind watching the NFL on a Sunday afternoon, but the reason we love college football so much and the reason that we have a college football podcast is we just love the weird of college football. Yeah, We love how just diverse it is from school to school, the different personalities, the different um, offenses, the different, just everything can be different. You can turn from one channel to the other and you can see a completely different style of football game. And you just can't really see that in many other sports. So Mike Leach kind of embodied that for me he's this different character that probably would never get an nfl head coaching job i know that he got um there's stories that he got rejected from some college head coaching job i know i think it was maryland um i don't know if you've heard have you heard this one about his interview with Maryland? no no so right after he got fired from texas tech Mm -hmm. he goes and interviews at maryland and he shows up in flip-flops to the interview sweet and the AD's like, I'm never, I'm, no, like, I'm not going to hire, I don't care how good your offense is, I don't care how many games you want at Texas Tech, I'm not going to hire a guy that shows up to flip-flops, uh, shows up to an interview in flip-flops. 
and they go and hire Randy Etzel instead. And how did that work out for you, Marilyn? Like you not, not too great. Came from the bottom of the ACC when you probably could have had like Mike Leach with some DMV talent and a yeah. lot of money pouring into that program. That could have been pretty some uh, pretty exciting. But he shows up wearing flip flops because that's just who he is, and he's not going to hide who he is. And that's really what made him truly special to me. He never really hid who he was. He was true to who he was. He wasn't going to you know, put on this fake facade for anybody, even when his job depended on it, even when, you know, you think back, even I don't, I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about the end at tech, because I think there's a lot of weird stuff that went on there, but you know, he could have come out all apologetic and tried to, you know, cover himself and save his job, but he stood to his guns. Where's flip flops to a follow-up job interview. Like he's, he's, he's going to do what he wants to do. And he's going to, be true to himself and I think a lot of that is embodied in college football like schools are going to commit to their traditions even if they're weird they're going to you know be loyal to their team even if they suck and I I just love that that that's so true about the sport that we love and he embodied so much of that to me yeah no you're totally right I mean that's that's why we love this game it's because it's not because it's always great it's not because it's by the book it's because it's individual you know you kind of get what you want from each spot and yeah, it's just really cool and just a shame that he won't be a part of it anymore. Yeah, so um, I'm going to run through just some of his career highlights real quick. I've got, um, you know, just quick overview. I, I learned this today, actually. Did you know his first head coaching job was in Finland? In I had seen some of that this week, <laughs> yeah. but I hadn't known that before this week. I No idea. The Pori Bears, shout out to the Finnish Football League, I guess. Um, Very fun. Got his first Are you still uh, in business or probably not, <laughs> um, but um, they got their first. Uh, if you are, send us a t shirt. But got his first head coaching gig um, in Finland in 1989. Then he comes back to the States, and this is really where this innovator mindset takes off, right? He, he serves as offensive coordinator at Iowa Wesleyan, where the air raid was born, Valdosta State, and uh, eventually Kentucky with How Mummy. And how Mummy is kind of the guy that um, really adopted that air raid system, co-authored it with Mike Leach, and Mike Leach was the one that kind of took it to the next level. When it came to the SEC in Kentucky, the SEC had no idea what hit it. Um, it came from Valdosta State straight to Kentucky, and everyone was kind of just like, whoa, like this is way too futuristic. That's in 1997. We're slinging the ball all around the yard. We're setting all kinds of offensive records. We're upsetting teams. And we're doing it at Kentucky, who, number one, is not supposed to do that. They're not supposed to put points up unless it's in the basketball court. And (laughs) number two, um, we're just slinging the ball around in 1997 when we're still running a lot of these three yards in a cloud of dust offenses. And that takes the SEC by storm. Catches the attention of Bob Stoops, who uses uh, Leach to kind of spearhead his turnaround um, at Oklahoma. Goes to be OC at Oklahoma for one year in 99, and then for the whole decade of the 2000s as the head coach at Texas Tech. Um, Spends 2012 to 2019 at Washington State, of course, and then the last three seasons at Mississippi State. I don't know about you. Maybe it's because of that childhood trauma that he gave me as a sports (laughs) fan, but... I always kind of picture Mike Leach in black and red. What about you? No, yeah, totally. I mean, it, it you kind of got used to him being in other colors the last couple of years, but 
And just there's something about that black and red that seems right on him. And, you know, I know that he didn't necessarily do this, but the, the skull and crossbones and all that, it just, you know, he's the pirate. That's his kind of persona, right? And so, you know, it just kind of feels right that he would have that that solid black with the red touches. And he, he was just a little bit menacing, you know, out there on the football field. There's a little bit of him that you kind of felt like it was a little unhinged, but like somehow in control. It was it was really cool to watch that you're you're totally right about that. Black and red is pretty much how he belongs to me. Yeah. He finishes 158-107 overall. He I'm scrolling through the Wikipedia real quick because I couldn't remember how many it actually was. Won two division titles, one at Tech, one at Washington State. And always seemed to really get up for bowl games as well, especially at Tech. He seemed to get those guys up uh, for the big bowl games. Um Really, just a fantastic motivator. It seemed too. I, I don't know. Like his, his scheme always put guys in the right place, but it always seemed like his guys were ready to play in those big games as well. Yeah, no, he was much more successful. I think at Texas Tech, um, he posted an eighty-four and forty-three record there. He went five and four in bowl games. Never had those, a losing season at Tech either, and that is something is just that, crazy. Like that. That's that was unheard of for them back then. Yeah. Well, it's it's even better because, you know, so he starts the first couple of years he was there with seven win seasons. Then he gets up into that sort of eight and nine win per year territory. Never really looked back from there. He he won 11 in 2008. Obviously, that was a great year for them. Um, but yeah, just just never really turned back. Even in his last season there, went eight and four. No problems there. So, um, yeah, just a, a good career technically misses the cutoff for the college football hall of fame i think it's a 60 uh, percent winning yeah. percentage and he's barely underneath that i think they're gonna change that rule for him I, I can't imagine why you wouldn't this guy changed what the game is he is massively fundamental in what the game ended up becoming and yeah you give him a few more seasons at mississippi say i don't have a doubt that he gets over that line so I, I can't imagine they don't change the rule for him in this case or or just make an exception well yeah and you look at you know, tragically, he'll never get to see this through. But you look at the trajectory that he was building at Mississippi State, it's m- literally mirroring the trajectory that he built at Texas Tech and um, at Washington State, where, you know, you start off, you know, humble and then keep right. building and uh, peak. You know, he peaked Washington State even at 11 wins in 2018. Like, again, yeah. you talk about unheard of coaching jobs taking Texas tech and Washington state to 11 regular season wins is just incredible. Like, like there's, yeah. there's no other yeah. word for that. Yeah. He's, he's a fantastic coach. And I think this reflects a lot through, you know, and we'll kind of move towards this if you don't mind, but his yeah. coaching tree, that was one of the things that shocked me the most was just how many people he sort of had around him. I went and found an extended list of some of the members of his coaching tree. Obviously this isn't everybody, but, Take take a listen to some of these names. See if they're anything close to relevant right now. Uh, Lincoln Riley, Dave Aranda, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, Josh Heupel, Dana Holgerson, Neil Brown, uh, Sonny Dykes, Ken Wilson, Sonny Cumbie, Seth Luttrell, Alex Grinch, Eric Morris, who just was named head coach today. Uh, I mean, come on, that's a that's a heck of a list. There's multiple coaches who either are in the playoff around the playoff conversation um obviously cliff kingsbury in the nfl now and and you know josh heupel obviously had a great season there with tennessee there's just there's so many i mean amazing coaches who are you know pushing these you know prolific offenses if you're going to ask who some of the best offenses were this year you talk about usc and tennessee well 
those two guys are from the from the Mike Leach coaching tree. And, you know, I, I think it's it's a testament to show not just what he was able to do at his stops, but the ways that he influenced coaches, the, the offensive philosophy that they ran with and were able to kind of succeed with at their stops, I think is really, really cool. Um, and I don't think it can be understated how much of an impact he made on the sport and will continue to make as these other coaches continue to improve upon what he built. Yeah, and the other thing that just jumps right off the page at you when you look at those names is they're not just from one place or one year, right? Like, it would be easy to say, like, oh, all those assistants from that good year at Tech or that good year at Washington State, they jumped and they got jobs somewhere, and look what they turned out. Or they moved on or they upgraded from one year with Leach and they got tutored by somebody else and they got a head job. No, it was Leach pouring into him with his offensive system and learning ins and outs of the air raid and just what makes it so difficult to stop. I'd love if it would be possible to get someone or just talk to somebody that's coached against Leach and just talk about what, what makes the air raid so hard because it's a defend against, because it just looks so simple, right? Like you look at it schematically and it looks so simple. Like it's this guy is going to get into this space and he's going to make a guy miss. And you know, if he gets three yards, we're happy with that. It's the same thing to run. Right. And it's so, so hard to defend. It just wears a defense down mm-hmm. even more so sometimes than a power running attack, right? Because yeah. Leach isn't giving you 20, 30 seconds of rest in between each uh, snap to catch your breath. Even, you know, those power running teams that just bludgeon you up the middle and they're bruising you up the middle, they're giving you 20 or 30 seconds to rest. Leach is doing yeah. that. He's picking you with a guy. He's having linemen cut your knees. And then he's picking right back up and doing it again, like less than two seconds after the ball is placed down. I don't know what would be more tiring to play against. Like the air raid just has to run you out of breath. But those guys on that coaching tree date all the way back to his days at Valdosta State, right? Like they are Mm -hmm. not um, just from one year. They're not just from one stop. Everywhere that he's gone, he has made disciples in the system that have gone on and just – really tweaked it and perfected it and made it work for their situation. You know, you look, you got a guy running it in the NFL right now. Like who would have thought we ever had an air raid offense in the NFL. Now we can debate the merits of it and who's calling the plays there, but um, (laughs) it's, it's just fascinating to see that coaching tree and how far it's branched out. Yeah. Just an awesome impact on the game an awesome impact on how it goes. You know, and you got me thinking about that. It's probably just the conditioning and having to go sideline to sideline and get yeah. to the, I mean, it's as easy as take a slot guy, make him run a quick out, and take the guy, you know, on the outside and make him run a quick stop, and we're just going to get a couple guys and move some guys around. And, you know, that's, I mean, that's got to be and exhausting. You're not going to stop it. Like, and, you're and just you're not. not. Yeah, like we're going to get five yards, and we're going to yeah. snap it again in 10 seconds. And it's we're all high-percentage throws. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Like, just watching when a team cannot stop the air raid, it's fascinating. Like, it is just, like, amazing to watch. Yeah, and that's where you want to really, you know, freaking pull your hair out when you're playing across. And it's your team, absolutely. You you look across, and, (laughs) you know, it's Leach over there on the sideline, and it just seems like, oh, are they going to run the one where the, the, you know, 5'8", 160-pound white guy runs a stop route? and keeps torching us because that's going to make me want to just scream if it keeps happening. And, you know, cause that's the thing too. Like I don't ever feel like he had the craziest talented teams. There's certainly lots of talented players that went through and it's not to take away from anybody who played for him, but I feel like he just did so much 
and so much more than a lot of the teams around him that, you know, they maybe had a better access to talent, maybe did a better job recruiting on a year in year out basis. And, you know, maybe had the resources to do more with it anyways. I just kind of feel like he did so much with what he had and it would just frustrate you, man. You know, you're, you're on the other side, you're rooting for your team and your team just got off the field. Here comes that leech offense to pick you apart for a 16 play drive. And they're like 15 passes or something like that. It just, ah, just terrible. And well, and it was literally designed to make his athletes be in a better position to beat your better athletes. Like that, that is the whole goal of the air raid system. It's for the team that is going to be out talented a lot. And so when Mississippi state hired him, I thought it was a fantastic hire for them because Mm -hmm a Mississippi state program that's not necessarily going to compete for a national championship. I know Mississippi state fans will throw 2014 at me, but when you, when you have the talent disparities that you do in that division, you need something else that's going to give you a competitive advantage. And that schematic advantage was certainly starting to rear its head. And it was definitely picking off teams that were way more talented than Mississippi state. And you're right. It's, absolutely frustrating when your five-star cornerback or your five-star safety is just getting burned by some five, nine, nobody <laughs> that you'd never yeah, heard of crazy, man. And he, here he is outperforming all your five-star players, but I'm not speaking from experience. I never would do that. But <laughs> anyways, um, uh, Garrett, Mike, Mike Leach was so memorable um, on and off the field. He had maybe even more moments off the field than he did on the field. Uh, yeah. We remember uh, we're, they're extremely memorable for him. We kind of took some uh, time to put together our top five Mike Leach moments as a show. And I don't know. I want, should we start at number five and kind of work our way up? Yeah, let's go five to one. Yeah, let's go five to one. Okay. We can throw some honorable mentions in at the end as well. Number five, I said, was the Friday Night Lights appearance. I don't know if you were ever really big into the TV show Friday Night Lights, Garrett, mm-hmm. but um i really love that show and mike leach randomly shows up on an episode at a gas station and coach taylor is parked in his truck having an existential crisis and mike leach knocks on his window and says hey you know how to get to lubbock <laughs> Coach taylor tells him the directions and he's like you know what you you really got to change how you're living your life and just goes and gives him this whole life lesson yeah. on how to swing his sword and it's, mm-hmm. it's just a perfect cameo for Mike Leach. Like it it was just awesome. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, our fourth memorable Leach moment here, uh, was when he debated with himself about which PAC 12 mascot would win in a cage match. That was awesome. That was just incredible. He, he's talking, well, does the Trojan, you know, does he get to be on a horse or, you know, does he get a sword and a shield or something? And no, you know, the Bruin, that would be, you know, pretty formidable. He's like cow bear. That's another bear. That's a good one. And, you know, oh, well, the Ute, you kind of get the same situation as the Trojan. Is he on horseback? And it, it was just always so good. And, of course, he ends up picking the Cougar as the winner at the very end because he's not going to bet against himself, right? And he probably knows how to get the most out of that Cougar like he knows how to get the most out of his offenses. But it, just a really, really cool scene. And, and that, I think kind of a hallmark, you know, if we could sort of wrap everything up, it was just sometimes those press conferences – You'd ask him the right question. He could go for a while. You know, I think really about, you know, like the yeah. eloping one where the the guy, he you know, was sitting there and he said, hey, I'm going to get married soon. He's like, well, you know, she's going to want to know what your opinion is on this, but she doesn't really want your opinion. And you're going to say, well, how about the tan ones? Well, how about the blue ones? And he's like, well, no, you got to elope and you know, got to start 
taking long hours at the office and then everyone's going to be miserable and eventually it'll pass over. And it just, it, it was just such a great moment. And I think this one is kind of wrapping up most of those press conference moments into one big, you know, number four. Yeah. And number three kind of goes with it. Um, I vividly remember watching this live as it happened. I think we were in college, like late in college and um, Washington state had just upset USC on a Friday night and they panned a sports center. Washington state fans are rushing the field. They do the sports center intro. Neil Everett sends it back out to Pullman for the live interview. And he asks him, you know, like, Hey, what's the scene like in there? And, <laughs> Mike Leach just deadpan is like, well, it's like Woodstock, except everybody's got their clothes on. <laughs> just a perfect quote from him. Perfect. Like he he loves, you know, those little one liners and yeah, just just a great, great line. And yeah, just vividly remembering I remember like where I was standing when I saw that yeah. on TV yeah. um in our house in college and it was just that awesome. was great. Uh, that's such a good one. I, I, our number two moment, I think, is his best press conference moment ever. Um, it, it's, of course, the the first. He did have a second, but the first fat little girlfriends moment. Oh, mentioned Absolutely. it earlier. You know, they, it's coming off of a big loss at, uh, to Texas A&M where they're expected the first time, to win. I, I think it was the first time A&M had beat them in like five years or something crazy like that. Yeah, and it was a huge win too. Like it was not close. Not it was close. Massive yeah. margin. And so naturally he's pissed coming into the press conference. and. I mean, is it time for coaches to take responsibility for the way that they coached him or put him in positions? Is it, you know, is it time to talk about did the refs screw you with some calls or just hats off to the very other team? Open to doing that too, he, he sure, called sure. out the refs quite a bit. You know, but but what does he go to first? What's his main problem? It's that the players are too obsessed with their fat little girlfriends, right? It's, you know, and obviously their fat little girlfriends have some obvious advantages. You know, their, their fat little girlfriends like to tell them how, how great they are, how easy it's going to be and how, you know, that defies every, you know, logic behind work ethic and all that. And it was just an incredible rant. I, I think maybe his best rant, obviously he did bring it back, you know, like you were saying more recently, but I, I still remember when I heard that the first time I'm, I'm sitting there, my dad shows me on his computer and it's rolling laughing. I mean, could not contain the laughter at that. Just awesome moment. That, that's just kind of who he was, right? He was willing to go off the cuff and say what he thought was true. Yeah. That one, one of my favorite YouTube videos of all time, um, just that original news clip version of that. And th that was such a weird game too. Like if I can just reminisce about that game a little bit, like I remember wasn't on tv like because that's how the big 12 was in 2009 like half the games just wouldn't be on tv so yeah i was with my dad driving around brian college station listening on terrestrial radio <laughs> and um the dulcet sounds of dave south and dave Elbert. oh man um and listening to that game on the radio everyone AM i think was like a 30 point underdog in that game they had lost mm -hmm. to kansas state something like 65 to 14 the week yeah. prior and like i'm not exaggerating that score it was bad um it was very bad and then texas a&m just goes in and whips tech out of nowhere like a&m fans the headline in the brian college station eagle the next morning was just surprise like it was just <laughs> surprise. we actually won that game um, yeah, just final score 52 to 30 yeah, and and it was all running for A and M if I remember. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, running the ball right down their throats, and they just 
couldn't stop it. And Leach just has an all-time response to that. And mm-hmm. tech, tech, that was definitely a rebuilding year for them as well. That's coming down from what I'll tease with number one because it was coming down from uh, their best year ever in 2008. And that's going to be um, number one in the best Mike Leach moments for me. It's just that whole, really the whole 2000 season. But if you can pick one moment, it's that classic Crabtree to Harold connection. We've seen the highlight a million yeah. times. If you've any college, any kind of college football fan, you've seen this highlight of Graham Harrell hitting Michael Crabtree to score the game-winning touchdown with one second to go. Upsets undefeated Texas and sets Tech up with a chance to win the Big 12 title. They finished that regular season with 11 wins. I think that's still the most that Tech's ever had in a regular season. And, man, just the scene in Lubbock that night is what college football is all about. That's crazy. Like, I think they stormed the field three separate times. <laughs> like, uh, they thought the clock had run out um, and when that touchdown came and they stormed mm-hmm. the field. And then they thought there was a, there was like a penalty or something and they stormed the field they again. stormed again, came back. Finally, out, the yeah. third time, they're like carrying bleachers <laughs> down with them and the stadium's falling <laughs> apart, but they're, they're just having such a great time in Lubbock. And that was awesome. Like that, that was the one uh, you used to be able to download college football games from iTunes. And that was like the one I ever decided to download on my iPod Nano. Um, <laughs> had the video capability because yeah, yeah. it was just a game you wanted to watch again and again and again, even if you knew it was going to happen. Yeah, it was a really great game. I just went back and looked at some of the stats for that season as well. A sensational season that year. I didn't realize this. Michael Crabtree ended the season 97 catches, over 1,100 yards, and 19 touchdowns. Yeah. I didn't realize that was that good of a season for Crabtree. No one in the Big 12 could cover him the entire season. Like, and no Graham, Graham Harrell threw for over 5,000 yards that year. 45 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, and then 5,111 yards on a 70%. That's a Heisman season any other time, right? This is, this, yeah, it's incredible. Um, they finished third in scoring offense. That's what Mike Leach does. He's, He's that kind of coach. He, he's going to get the most out of his guys. That was a special season. That's a special moment, right? That that touchdown where you think they got him out, and then he somehow stays in bounds despite the fact that his jersey is getting hauled towards the sideline and then walked it right in. So, yeah, just a, a really cool situation. And, um, yeah, just, just some really awesome moments for Mike Leach over the years. Yeah, as we kind of reflect on all of those moments, what do you think – what do you think college football is going to miss the most with Mike no longer being with us? The pirate. That's what it is. They're going to miss the pirate. You can't really, I don't think you can really piece it up, right? The whole package is what made him him, right? There have been coaches that have been good at offensive football. There have been coaches that have had fun sound bites in press conferences. But there's just something about Mike Leach that put it all together in this crazy, just bizarre, but so genuine and the the favorite thing for me is all the stories that you hear coming out of people that have worked with them and said that he gave them the time of day when nobody else did. And he asked them questions and took an interest in them. And, you know, I, I think it's people like that that don't just make college football worth, you know, watching and being a part of. But it, it makes life worth living. Right. It makes the mundane in your everyday life just a little bit more interesting. Right. And a little bit more, you know, maybe meaningful when there's someone willing to make a connection with you. And I think that's something that Mike Leach did really, really well. Right. So uh, I don't think that you can really take any one piece of it away. It, it, who he was is amazing. 
Um, and I don't think anyone's going to forget that for a long time. Yeah, you're spot on with that. I couldn't have said it better myself. I think all the reading I've done and podcasts I've listened to since, you know, um, the announcement of Mike Leach's death have just really echoed this sentiment that he was someone that would, you know, give you the shirt off his back if you needed it and really took the time to listen to people. Like if you sat down and talked to him, even if, you know, you were nobody, if you found him in Key West or if you found him wherever he was, he would take the time to ask you a bunch of questions. Like most yeah. everyone that I've seen talking about their interactions with Mike Leach said, like, I went in thinking I was going to ask like a question that set him off, but he did a great job of just asking me questions and asking what I was into and asking, mm -hmm. you know, like the deep diving questions about like how you actually get to know somebody. So yeah, yeah we're, we're losing this genuine, we're losing an icon. We're losing, we're losing an innovator. We're losing an amazing head coach. We're just losing a genuinely good person. It seems yeah. like, and um, I know he's not without his controversies. I know he's not without, you know, the stories of some uh, accusations in his past, especially at the end at tech there. And, but we're just, it seems like we're losing a genuinely good person and college football is going to be worse off for it. Yeah. And, and nobody's without their flaws. Right. And Absolutely. I don't, not to say that we're trying to bring any of that up. Right. Cause it, everybody's got mistakes that they've made. Everyone's done things that they maybe aren't proud of at the end of the day. Mike Leach did it pretty much better than most of the other people that I've seen do it. Um, you know, if, if I lived a life, anything like what Mike Leach lived, I'd say that's a pretty full life. And I, I can't say I wouldn't be too proud of the way that I lived, right? Because, you know, I, I'd, I'd imagine that, you know, he probably didn't live with a lot of regret, probably didn't live with a lot of, you know, ah, I really messed that one up. You know, he, I think he lived a good life. I think he treated people well. And um, yeah, just losing a really good guy. Well, thank you guys for joining with us on this episode. I know a little different than what we usually talk about, but just felt right felt right to kind of celebrate Mike Leach, celebrate the life and the college football journey that he had and just kind of, you know, give him on our, our attention um, in this time where a lot of people are really mourning uh, this really sad situation. And we just want to kind of do our part and uh, give the pirate his, uh, his own light and his own uh, opportunity yeah. for us to swing his sword um, on our podcast and our medium. So, Thank you guys for joining with us on that. Um, like I said at the top, you can find our bowl game previews on YouTube. You can find all kinds of links to our other content on social media at 3TechPod on Instagram and Twitter. Find us on YouTube and make sure that you write in 3TechPod at gmail.com with any of your questions this offseason. For Garrett Turney, I'm Trey Reeves. We will see you guys next time. <laughs>